0: This is Lou Guadagnino. And this is Marilyn Guadagnino. Welcome to the Living Stress-Free Podcast.
1: From Rochester, New York, on the edge of America.
0: On the edge of America.
1: Well, hello everyone. Welcome on this beautiful, sunny Sunday, July 7th, and we're happy to spend a little time with you. So Lou, I been enjoying something that you discovered on youtube it's a 10-part series called the story of psychedelia by from zarathustra's serpent channel yes um it's really cool you want to tell people how you something about it
0: well it's it's really amazing it's a very impressive uh, little series it's amazing that you can see this for free if you have any interest whatsoever in just learning about the um, the history of the beats and the hippie movement and the psychedelic movement, which was huge in Europe and the United States. This is by far the best uh, documentary I've ever seen. This guy really did his homework. I've never seen anybody do something so thorough. And as you and I were discussing, Marilyn, last night, um, as a music therapist and a musician yourself, the history of, of music in America and um, the uh, different styles, where they originated, how different styles kind of transformed because of racial issues mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Everything was covered, and and even if you're just listening to it because you want to learn about American music, mm-hmm. modern American music is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, it's very heavy on the music end of things, and um, and they even get into fashion in Britain and and all kinds of cultural aspects of that time period so highly recommend it we've been watching it constantly the last couple days
0: yeah you know just one thing quickly about Mm. fashion that really amazed me which Mm -hmm. i I didn't know was that for a long time in britain you know nobility was considered the only group of people who could really be fashionable Mm -hmm. you know they they it, they were supposed to be, you know, dandies is what they called them. And uh, each person kind of had their own individual look. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about this. Think about rock bands from Britain, how they were kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And, and the commoner folk were not supposed to be fashionable. Mm-hmm. And then one of the ways that youth rebelled, starting in what they called the, uh, I think it was the teddy movement or what it was yeah teddy, teddy boys teddy boys yeah movement in britain was they started wearing clothes that only nobility was yeah. supposed to oh, wear day day. i know isn't that amazing yes. i didn't know anything <laughs> about that whatsoever so i found that fascinating
1: yeah yeah so if you have some time check it out it's really great
0: so what have you been doing
1: oh i've been you know working working but um i always scan the news for interesting articles that pop out at me every morning, and um, one that I was really happy to read was that In Pittsburgh at the airport, they're starting to allow people to just hang out within the terminal just without having a ticket somewhere. And, you know, since um, home security and 9-11, people have not been allowed to just hang out at the airport. And some airports are starting to allow people to just, you know, get a non-travel pass just to be there. And the reason why I love this is when I was a kid, I grew up in New Jersey, as you know, we used to hang out at Newark Airport. Cause it was just fun to watch the planes take off and come in, and just there was something about the airport feeling that I always liked as a kid. I used yeah. to love hanging out there, so I was really sad when we weren't allowed to go in the airport anymore after security got really high. But um, I'm very happy to hear some airports are letting you hang out again.
0: So, any chance we can do that in Rochester? Mm, no, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Do you have any idea why? What made what made the change what prompted the change
1: um, you know i only read the little brief excerpt of the article i didn't go into it in depth but i would imagine it's because airports have a lot of a, a lot of businesses that are selling things yeah. there's restaurants there's bars there's shops there's there's live music there's you know there's all kinds of things going on where people could if more people came through the airport that weren't rushing to get to their flight they could maybe sell more things. Yes. So I would imagine it's to help increase sales inside airports.
0: Remember the Hoffbrow uh, restaurant in Chicago? Oh, my airport? God. I but wonder if it's still there. was my favorite airport restaurant ever. That I wonder if it's great, still there. I don't know. I don't Any know. of you
1: listeners, if you're at Chicago O'Hare yeah. Airport and the Hoffbrow still there, um, send us a message. Let us know. Yeah, tell them Lou
0: and Marilyn sent you.
1: <laughs> that place was great. So anyway, um, our topic for today is rest, and as you know, living stress-free. We're all about how to lower your stress and balance your life, and rest is a huge part of that. And rest is very underrated; it is not valued much anymore in society. The more stressed we get, the less we rest. And um, you know, I, I can just say a lot of people I work with individually, they they work at the minimum two jobs. They're working many, many hours, and the only, only time they get to rest is when they get home, watch a little TV, and go to bed. So we wanted to say a little more about rest today and the importance of it. So I want to start with, I, here's a short excerpt from um, an article I read from the Association of Psychological Science. This is by Mary Helen Imedino Yang from the University of Southern California, and she's talking about downtime and how downtime is essential to our mental processes that affirm our identities, develop our understanding of human behavior, and instill an internal code of ethics. Downtime is an opportunity for the brain to make sense of what it has recently learned, to surface fundamental unresolved tensions in our lives, and to swivel its powers of reflection away from the external world towards itself.
0: Okay, so let, let's try to break this down. So what she's saying is that when we when we get rest and when we sleep we are actually processing the experiences that we've had through the day um, our stressors things that we're thinking about our emotions is it so is that your understanding of what she's saying yes
1: yes that's exactly what she's saying it's a chance to process all of that our memories our emotions and and through that processing we are able to better problem solve and it, it enhances our creativity.
0: Right. Now, process is a really vague word for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially if they haven't worked um, in certain fields. So let's just talk about that for a moment. When we're talking about processing something, we're talking about taking our experiences and making sense out of them mm-hmm. and then being able to turn them into a memory that kind of fits in with our the way we see ourselves in the world. Is that, how would you say?
1: That's exactly right. You would be able to contemplate what happened, what occurred, and your thoughts and feelings about it instead of just ignoring it, stuffing it away, or just just letting it go. It, it just really helps if it's something important. to. It's, a, it's the way we metabolize our experiences.
0: Right, and this is really how we process stress. Mm-hmm. If we stop and think about it, if we don't have time to, to process things, if we don't have time to rest and process things, then that stress stays with us. And uh, in LSF, we t- we call that um, accumulated stress or residual mm-hmm. stress. Mm-hmm. There's three forms of stress in LSF, but the, the main point is that it's very possible not to be processing our experiences, st- including stressful experiences, and that stress stays with us. And I, I imagine it also causes stress even if you don't process Any experiences, even non-stressful experiences.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Everything needs to be processed. And in a perfect world, there would be a balance between working and resting. There would be more than just getting a good night's sleep. There would be rest periods throughout your day in which this would naturally occur. You wouldn't have to try and make it happen. It would naturally happen because our brain goes into that mode when we're resting and relaxing. Right. And, you know, because July is vacation time, so is August, it's it's summertime. A lot of people have time off this time of year. You may find that when you take days off, your mind just naturally starts remembering things, going through events. It just, you naturally get into these thinking modes and new insights come about because we're away from the normal routine and it's
0: extremely healthy, Well, you know, one of the things I think about this a lot of times is that, you know, electricity, although we take it for granted, is kind of a newer invention, um, especially compared to the wheel, let's say. (laughs) And um, so there was a time when human beings probably spent a lot more time in bed, Mm
1: -hmm. simply
0: because there were darker hours and there was only candlelight available and you could only go so far with that. Uh, No flat screen TVs. So people probably spent a lot more downtime.
1: Yes, you're right. And that just is, we're getting farther and farther away from that now. And, you know, a lot of people also get caught in the situation of not being able to stop themselves from working. It's like you get on this high gear of keep going, 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 and they can't stop. So even if you have an opportunity where you could rest, like on a weekend, many people just keep going you don't. yeah well going I've, going. I've done that a
0: million times with the idea with the notion that if I just get this next piece of work done then I can rest mm-hmm. but
1: mm-hmm. then of
0: course I get that piece done and then something else has to be done that I think of and I'm off again
1: and I've done that too I get involved in a project and I just want to keep going because I'm so inspired by it and I just can't stop myself I just cannot pull myself away from the computer you
0: read me a really great quote um it was about Hemingway um the writer Ernest Hemingway Mm -hmm. and rest what was that do you have that someplace
1: um yes I do Hemingway said always stop when you know what is going to happen next so his point was um stopping when you have a little energy left makes it easier to get started when you go back to the well, in situation, in the writing process, in the writing process, racism. but this, yeah, that quote that you remembered is from a, uh, it's from an article by Alex sujung Kim Pang. Resting can boost your productivity, and a, a, a great, very brief excerpt from this, where the Ernest Hemingway quote came from, is while many of us may feel that pushing ourselves to work long. Unbroken hours is the best way to be productive. Science suggests otherwise. In fact, working longer may lead to stress, burnout, disengagement from work, and poor performance on the job. It also kills creativity and innovation. A counterintuitive but effective form of deliberate rest is to stop working at just the right point when you see your next move but decide to leave it until tomorrow.
0: Mm, That's difficult to do sometimes. You know, but I've I've noticed that with problem solving, uh, I, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people, not just me. But, you know, I can't solve a problem. I can't get something right. And then I just forget about it and go to sleep or do something totally different, a different activity. And then, boom, it pops into my head what to do. And it works. It
1: ha- that happens to me, too. I call it getting out of the boxing ring. You're in the ring with yourself. And you're trying to figure out... How to get around something, a dilemma or a challenge, and it's you just have to get yourself out of the ring and just disengage that's a, that's a great and take a break from
0: it. Yes, in the yes. boxing ring with yourself. Okay.
1: <laughs> so yeah, this is. A, I mean, we're both sharing. We've struggled with this, so I'm sure most people can Everybody. relate to this. It's, and I, I think part of that is society has slowly gotten so far, from, at least in America, from from uh, valuing rest you're you're valued for the more output
0: you Well, they only give. let us sleep so that we can go back to work, right? I mean let's <laughs> you know, let's be honest here. they, they allow us to sleep because a lot of people don't just work at work anymore. They work at work and at home. and I'm not talking about work for their home, or family. It's very common for people to be tied to their computer, their phone or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, answering emails from work, work related situations that they're involved in and so work has really crept into our personal life it's not like there's a real strong demarcation like there used to be between work life and home life
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, well if you look at the happiest countries in the world they value rest they, they often talk about how you know these places like in scandinavia denmark and right Norway and these places that are very happy.
0: Well, I think all of Europe, or at least most of Europe, has mandatory vacation. It there does. has to be at least, a, I think, a month or five weeks in some countries. Mm-hmm. Um, mandatory. Mm-hmm. Their employers have to give them this time off.
1: Mm-hmm. And the statistics for America is everybody gets an average of two weeks off a year.
0: That's two weeks it. off, that's it. That's the average. Well, there's a lot of people who don't even get
1: that. No, no, no. And there's people that don't even get sick time here. They have to take a yeah, vacation day to yeah. take their sick time, which is crazy to me. It's just, it's, 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 anyway.
0: <laughs> well, that's, you know, these are real issues that are causing stress in people's lives every single day. Not everything that we're doing is causing stress in our life. Sometimes things are happening to us <laughs> that are causing stress that's in our That's very life. true.
1: So I know that with people that come to us for LSF, many of them don't know how to rest like in many people's minds okay if i'm not working i'm just sitting around doing nothing and that just feels too uncomfortable i can't stand sitting around doing nothing you know mm. so we have come up with these eight areas of life it's called the yantra um, the yantra includes these are the eight essential areas that everybody most people would honor in some way and the first one's mental health next one's physical health then there's learning and education, and then there's prosperity, which includes money and your stuff. There's spirituality. There's recreation, which is what you do, that you enjoy, no matter what that is that you don't have to do. There's relationships, and there's contribution, which means work. And if a person somehow honors all of those areas on a regular basis, they will feel more balanced and rested. So rest doesn't necessarily mean that you have to just be laying around doing nothing. Rest includes you know, like getting off the work area and just shifting over to maybe maybe learning. Maybe spend some time on the computer and look up things that you don't know anything about.
0: Yeah, one time I heard um, Maharishi Mahashyogi, a Transital Meditation um, creator, say that uh, recreation was... Um, that you were going to stop using certain parts of your mind and body that you had used for quite a bit of time and then use other parts of your mind and body. So it's not like you have to be horizontal. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of if you've been doing, you know, putting all of your attention and work, um, it could be very helpful and revitalizing to put more attention on, let's say, your social life. Mm-hmm. or uh, a personal interest of yours of education, maybe go to an art museum or look up something like Marilyn said or whatever it may be, read a book. But just changing what we're doing throughout the day and week helps us stay more balanced and allows us to process imagining. I don't think there's scientific evidence for this yet, but I would imagine that uh, when you do stop working, let's say, and go out and have a fun time with your friends, that that is allowing you rest and the process, your work, what happened at work, and so it helps you move on.
1: Exactly. And what I love about each of the areas is they are like whole little universes in in and of themselves. For example, physical health includes your exercise. It also includes what you eat. It also includes how much sleep you get. And it, it includes self-care. And so if you wanted to honor physical health, but maybe you have an injury and you cannot exercise at all, there's a lot of other things you can do to honor your physical health. It doesn't have to be just exercising. So
0: well, take diet, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear a lot about diet in our country, and it's all around weight and losing weight or maintaining a healthy weight. But actually, there's a lot more to diet. Um, You know, for instance, and I'm talking about, let's just talk personally now, not even to the environment, but or to the animals that are involved, but just personally, when we eat something that is difficult to digest, it affects us. It really affects our sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually stress on the body and it's stress on the mind. And we usually don't think of that element when it comes to diet. But the truth is, is that one of the things that we all need to learn to do to reduce our stress is find out which foods, you know, which foods are easy for us to eat and which foods are not easy. And we're all different about that.
1: Yes, yes. In fact, it's not a bad idea to keep a little journal for yourself and keep track when you eat something, what you notice it does to your body later in the day, and keep track. And so you have your own personal eating plan that way. That's based on your body, not on what somebody else says you should do.
0: Yeah, you know what mine is? My dreams. (laughs) My dreams tell me whether I ate okay or not that Mm -hmm. day. My dreams change completely. If I've eaten certain foods, than other foods.
1: Yes, I remember. Well, um, we we used to talk about fish dreams. That we have a theory that if you eat fish late at night before you go to bed, you're going to flip flop all yeah, night you're like a fish. you around like a
0: fish in the water. It's true. <laughs> That's what happens to me if I eat fish too late. Then I just rock and roll all over that place. <laughs>
1: so it's a very good point. Another one of the areas on our uh, yantra is, as like I mentioned. Um, Prosperity, which is money and your belongings and all that. And some people would say that, well, the way to honor that is I just have to work more because I have to make more money. But this is what I'm saying. These areas have have a lot more to them. The, so prosperity could be just your, your stuff. You could honor that area by if you notice, okay, I have too much stuff. I have to really declutter. And um, that could be a way to honor it. Or you may notice I really need something to make my life more... Um, convenient and efficient it could be some you know gadget or something that like happened
0: that. to me this morning this morning I was uh, it was very early in the morning you were still asleep it was probably about five o'clock in the morning five thirty. I was looking for something in the cupboards and suddenly I realized how complicated our cupboards were so I started taking out all mm-hmm. these things and and pretty soon I had like all these appliances on the floor and all over the place and realized <laughs> that we literally we we hardly use any of the stuff I don't remember the last time we used the stuff and here I can't get like something simple and practical like a, a bowl that I need because it's behind all this stuff. So I just took it out and I threw it in the garage. So I'm so what you're saying is I'm balancing my life by doing <laughs> You were. <laughs> I woke up and there's like
1: all these apply this old this old like lemon juicer thing the and pasta was like, maker the, the pasta, pasta maker ma- which is like the old grinding kind <laughs> oh. oh and then the couscous bowl like right. how often do we make well, couscous well the thing about the couscous <laughs> bowls yeah that's
0: actually an old old bowl that was from my relatives my great grandparents or grandparents or something like that at any rate you know i got it because from a relative because of sentimental reasons but there's no it's just the metal is too cheap to even cook i tried a few times and so people have been carrying this around for sentimental reasons for a generation at this point yeah yeah
1: (laughs) it's very hard i'm I'm, i know a lot of people can relate to this need to declutter but holding things on for sentimentality is one of the (laughs) That's the hardest, yeah, it's a hard hardest parts yeah, of decluttering, you. Yes, well. and you for both of us. But um, and speaking of sentimentality, the thing that was the hardest, I think, for both of us to throw out were these um, fake salamis. So when Lou was a child, he <laughs> loves he always loved salami, still loves salami, but he used to think salamis grew on trees, and I thought it was the cutest story, and I always remember that. So for Christmas, many many years ago, I bought a a, um, a fake. You know, tree, and I found all these fake salamis um, off the internet from like a theater prop site. And I hung them all over this fake tree, and it was a present for
0: him. For Wait a minute, you're saying that salamis don't <laughs> grow on trees? Yeah, no, that was a wonderful. That was a great
1: so we've been saving these salamis for years. I don't know what to do with them. We're throwing them out. <laughs> so we, yes, we're throwing out the salamis. The salamis finally. are gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. So anyway, honoring these different parts of your life is a way to rest.
0: So when, and here's here's something that I know you love to think about. You, I've heard you talk about this when we've done talks and stuff in the community, mm-hmm. how vacations and recreation and fun time can also become stressful. And a lot of times, um, I've heard you say to people, a lot of times that people look forward to a vacation coming up or whatever it may be, a party, whatever it may be, a weekend. And... They put their mind on that event and say, boy, I'm going to get some rest then. And then they go to the vacation, and then they find out that they're, they're very stressed on vacation. Mm-hmm. So could you say something?
1: Yes, yes. If you schedule your vacation and you make it just like work, it's probably <laughs> going to stress you out. Um, and I think part of the problem is this not being fully in the moment when you're vacationing it's your mind is planning ahead of how you're expecting it to go and so you're lost in your expectations and assumptions of how the vacation is going so you're
0: talking about or let me ask are you talking about Mm -hmm. excitement that we we make ourselves all excited about something by thinking about it like a vacation coming up and then that excitement itself becomes stressful after a while
1: if the excitement is attached to a plan and narrative on what is going to happen okay you know if like like for myself i'm excited about vacation just the fact that oh my god i'm going to be somewhere else i'm not going to be working and no matter how it turns out what it's what it's going to be i'm going to be excited because it's something new and different but that's, that's not stress-producing. It's right. when the excitement is attached to, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and it's going to be great, and we're going to go to that same restaurant we went to five years ago, and it's and we, <laughs> then we expect it to be just as good. When the chef could be different, the restaurant might be, be gone by now.
0: <laughs> Why doesn't the hostess know who we are?
1: <laughs> so it's the expectations of specific details that okay. I think cause people to... Have stressful. Well, disappointment too.
0: I mean, I remember, you know, at work, it was very common to hear people talk about an upcoming vacation sometimes for weeks. And then they'd be so excited the day before. And then you'd see them after their vacation and they'd be let down. It would be Mm -hmm. almost almost depressed.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and this, uh, if you come from a family like like I did, that was very planful. Everything was very planned when it came to vacation. It's it it took me a while to get out of that mode. I remember um, when the idea of taking a vacation where you don't know where you're going like put me into a panic state the first time I ever did. (laughs) But then when I realized it all worked out great because I didn't have these expectations and then I was just really going with the flow. I was really in the moment just enjoying this, oh my God, we have free time and we're in new places and we're seeing new things and it just enhances all that curiosity about life. And and they ended up being my favorite vacations, the ones that had no plan whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And you taught me that. You were always great at that.
0: Well, I to me, the most fun in the world is to be spontaneous. That's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. But my family, too, was very, very planful about vacations, and I found that very stressful. Mm-hmm.
1: I remember when we got married, we decided where we wanted to go for our honeymoon. Our original idea was the Greek Isles, because I still would love to see the Greek Isles. But we decided no, because we would be so busy Visiting this place, visiting that place, you know, we have to see this, we have to see that, that we would have this exhausting honeymoon after having just all the exhaustion that comes from planning and having a wedding. Yeah, we wanted
0: some rest. So what are some of the things that people can do, um, simple things that people can do to assure that they get more rest, that they get more downtime for their mind, even if they can't go to sleep?
1: (laughs) Well, that's a very good, important question. Um, number one is little breaks throughout the day, and um, I I highly recommend you if you have a desk job, get yourself out of that desk, and even if it's for five minutes, just. Take a quick walk outside, walk around the building, whatever you can manage, because you know there's more and more research showing that just sitting all day for your physical body is very damaging. So taking these short breaks and pulling yourself away from your tasks. And
0: how about I, I socializing with other people? Absolutely. You know, even if it's for a few minutes, stopping by somebody's office or talking to your neighbor if you're outside, mm-hmm. just to communicate with other people, because we know for sure that with that contact with other human beings reduces stress
1: we just like we talked about our last podcast you know we we're not independent
0: we interdependent
1: interdependent so hanging out with other people is huge
0: exercise obviously but that's one that we hear a lot about exercise is very helpful in reducing stress
1: and a a side note on exercise don't forget the importance of walking meditation and walking meditation especially in the summertime where you can go to someplace outdoors just walk for the sake of walking and being fully present in your environment. Don't walk with the intention to think about the rest of your day and to try and solve your problems. You you just you go out there and you're just at one with wherever you are and you're just feeling your foot touching the ground and you're noticing the sounds and you're noticing the sights and you're fully present in the moment. That will help your mind and your body.
0: Yes, and one tip about being in the moment I think is very, very important, which is throw the clock out. So, in other words, if you are taking a walk and you want it to be a mindful walk, you know, don't look at your clock, don't look at how many miles you're walking, don't ask yourself, how long am I going to walk, literally drop time, Mm -hmm. and then you can be much more mindful when you're walking but if you're saying to yourself if you have a plan in your head i'm going to walk for 20 minutes kind of like an athletic event or an exercise then mm-hmm. it's very difficult a lot of times people tell me i can't stop my mind from thinking when i try to be mindful number one you don't have to stop your mind from thinking to be mindful and number two part of the reason is because people turn everything into a goal mm-hmm. so if you're walking mindful mindfulness walking has a goal to it then in a sense you're no longer mindful (laughs) (laughs) so just just take a walk to take a walk once in a while
1: (laughs) yes try it and one thing that we're going to be offering here in rochester starting this thursday are sound baths lsf sound bath meditation so if you are local and you want to check this out this is an amazing opportunity for rest for very deep rest and for quieting your mind completely this i guarantee (laughs) the sound bath will you will find the space between your thoughts or you will get complete relief from your thoughts and if you didn't think it's possible it is it is possible so and if you don't live locally look for a sound bath where you live a lot of times yoga classes offer some sound baths it's a it's a opportunity to hear constant sustained vibrational sounds from instruments that sustain for a long time and then in our method we start introducing silences into that and that really gives you a complete experience of rest in your mind and your body it's kind of like um i've met people that say oh i love yoga but my favorite part is the end when we're laying in shavasana i wish i could just do that the whole time well guess what you can do that the whole time with the sound bath meditation that we're offering um and And quiet your mind completely. It's going to be
0: on every Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m.
1: Yep, for six weeks starting this Thursday 11th and ending on August 15th. And you can just go to one class and try it out. And you can go to our website, livingstressfree.org, for more information. So, we hope you all have a wonderful week and get some rest. That's your homework assignment. Find some way to rest this week. And we will check back with you in our next podcast
0: yes have a wonderful week everybody thank you very much for listening this is Lou and Marilyn living stress-free